Welcome back, everybody, to Nothing's Wasted. I'm Medea. And I'm Elisha. <laughs> this week, we want to talk about outside voices in your relationship and how you manage that. You know, how do you manage the well-meaning advice or insight that people want to share? And then how do you manage or filter through or protect from the not always so well-meaning? And then how do you figure out how to have those good voices in your arsenal? Because listen, uh, can't nobody get through relationships alone. Like we we just can't. You know, we've said before, we're not intended to do life alone. So Let's dig in. All right. Outside voices. I. What are your first thoughts? I have. <laughs> I have one that's kind of funny. I, at least it's funny to me. What are your first thoughts when you think about um, kind of our first intersection with this is our relationship? Thanks, but no thanks. Or yeah. you know, this is our relationship. Please help. You know, whatever. My first thoughts aren't necessarily to a situation. Mm-hmm. My first thoughts are to uh, a feeling or a thought process surrounding outside voices. Mm-hmm. And it's always guarded. Okay. Like, I don't know if uh, that's just a general word when I hear this topic. Outside voices, I'm guarded. Because I feel like there is a, I don't know where this came from, if it's even a thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, someone told me you got to know how to. Chew the meat and spit out the bone. Okay. And when it comes to outside voices, that's my stance. Um, I'm open to outside voices, listening. Okay. You know, but I don't always engage to show my hand Mm -hmm. if outside voices have uh, things to say. Because I think to completely shut them out, you might miss an opportunity to learn something. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But- Mm -hmm. You just take the meat and spit out the bone. What ain't for you? Don't pay no attention. Or put it on the shelf. Maybe it'll come up later. That's kind of the the initial thought that I go to when I hear this topic. Yeah. So I want to put a pin in that because I have a question about that. Like, But I'm going to come back to it. I was going to share that I feel like the first experience of that idea of outside voices in our relationship was, I think, the typical. It's It's... It's parental, you know, It's and it's usually not so much um, when we were engaged or dating or whatever. And not to say that we didn't have it then, because we did. I think everybody does. But I think the first time that I had to or that I can really recall taking a stand um, in terms of what I'm going to do with that was when we were having kids. Mm. It was the first time we were having kids. And, you know, it's the time where you don't know anything. You really don't. And everybody wants to help. And everybody wants to help. And everybody wants to tell you everything. And everybody wants to come and be a part. Um, And to a certain degree, it's like, that's nice. Oh, sweet. (laughs) But... (laughs) But I remember for us, and I remember us talking about it, and we were not very smart in our early days. And so I don't know. I think this was really smart to do, though. I remember us talking and saying, 
we didn't want to have um, in those first few days to weeks. We didn't want other people there. We wanted to figure it out on our own so mm-hmm. that we knew that we could. Mm-hmm. And if we needed help, we would reach out, but we wanted to do it on our own. And so having to say to, you know, my mom, your mom, like, yeah, well, we plan to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's kind of scary a little bit because one, we're young, you know, yeah. and two, that's not the norm. You know, that's not. And three, we don't know what we We don't. don't. And so it seems kind of <laughs> silly to be like, we're going to tell the people who, who raised us, like, thanks, but we'll call you if we need you when they're probably looking like, yeah, but you're going to need us. And and it's, and we did. But I think it was good for us because, mm-hmm. one, it was ours. It was an experience that was ours that was going to be ours from now on. And so we were on the same page together about the fact that we were going to do this together our way. And that's important, I think, about outside voices be have an agreement yeah. between the two individuals on how yeah. that looks, how that's gonna play out. Absolutely. And, and uh I, I think I think it also is like a was for us a first step in what should become normal. How you make your decisions. Yeah, not not just how you make your decisions, but making stances. Yeah. That are yours. Regardless of what someone else thinks, outside influences, yeah. right, right, like, and I think that was a really strong one because we all know our our parents, no matter how old we are, hold heavy weight. Um, we we value what they say, no matter how old we are. We look to them for advice, for approval, even no matter how old we are, and so when you're becoming an adult and choosing to take a stance that might not necessarily be one that even they would want you to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. And when you're young and you've never really done that before, that's, that was hard. But I was, when I think back on it, I'm proud of us for that. And, and I think that, you know, it was well received, fortunately for us because I think they even understood what we were trying to do. And we didn't present it. Yeah, it wasn't like, you we... can't come over here. It was very much. <laughs> yeah, we were not at all no. that. Because it wasn't that. It was just more, we didn't want, we knew they would they would have to leave at some point. So let's not get crippled by all the assistance out the gate. Let's, let's, let's see what we can do and right. try to figure it out. And right. so- yeah, I, I think that was good. The pin that I wanted to put in it with you is when you say you're guarded. Um, and maybe you can speak a little bit more to this, but if you're guarded out the gate, how then do you create an environment to get or garner or cultivate relationships that are needed though. Cause I mean, I think what's real is we all do need a network of outside voices, whether we choose to listen to everything that they say or not. And, and let's just friendships, you know what I mean? Other relationships beyond your, your significant other. Um, we all need that. Like you've said before, and you know, we talked about like 
we're created in the context of community. We are meant to experience and do life together. So if your initial way to look at it is to be guarded, how then do you personally go about creating and cultivating those types of relationships that are real so that when you do need to pull on them, they're in your arsenal? So I think it's, I think it really largely goes into uh, the the latter half of what I was talking about in terms of being guarded. It's almost like the natural progression of a relationship. When you first uh, encounter someone, there's surface conversation. Mm-hmm. And then as you earn trust, as you uh, develop a rapport, you know, the relationship grows to a deeper level and you start to share more. Right. So the guarded isn't a place that says, I don't allow anybody in. Mm-hmm. It's just I allow you in appropriately based on experience with you. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's not just I am a complete open book and here's all my mess day one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's the context that I'm using the word guarded in. Um, but I think and I think it's important because there are those who should stay intentionally in oh. insert themselves yeah. into your relationship. Yeah. Um, and you haven't all the way evaluated the motives of why somebody's mm-hmm. inserting themselves, you know, whether they just busy, whether yeah. they just want some gossip or whether they're well-meaning, but they talk too much and they're going to tell all your business, mm-hmm. you know, as you're growing through the process. So mm-hmm. that's my thoughts on, on the guard. It's just a natural progression when it comes to growth in a relationship. Yeah. And in outside voices, most of your outside voices, I think are going to be people that you are somewhat familiar with. Yeah. You know, I don't think the majority of your outside voices are going to be strangers. Yeah. So I agree with that. Which takes me to what qualifies those people to be someone you confide in as your outside voice. Hmm. A few of the things that I thought about in thinking about this episode was first, I have to be able to hear the truth from that person. That's good. So, and cannot be a yes man. I think those two kind of go hand in hand. I have to be able to, that person has to be able to tell me, you messing up. Right. And I'm like, you right. Right. And not be defensive. I think that's important. You think that's an important quality? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, another one is I think that whoever you are allowing to be an outside voice, they have to genuinely care about you. Mm-hmm. I think that's, it goes without saying, but I think it has to be said. You know, one of those things, if you don't mm-hmm. say it, they don't, they don't know. know. Mm-hmm. So um, they have to genuinely care about you. And I have to respect the opinion mm-hmm. of that person. And that has to be developed, you know, kind of right. like I was talking about earlier, like just the natural progression of a relationship. Right. I think it's easy for people to, especially in relationships after you've been married, and especially after you've been married for some time, I think by default, people look to their spouse or their person. It's like, that's my person. That's who I go to. But what happens when your person is the issue? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what happens when your person is the is why you need 
someone else another ear. And if you don't, because it's, you know, we're vulnerable, or at least I hope we can be with our partner. Mm -hmm. We trust our partner. We, there's that, there's all the things that we need um, that qualifies them as someone who can speak into your life kind of innately just there. But when we need someone else, I just think as, as intentional as we hope to be in our um, romantic relationship, you know, so the relationship with your spouse or, you know, significant other, whatever, as intentional as we are there about the health of that, I think we have to be intentional about those outside voices that we need. Like we have to be intentional, I think, about cultivating them, about finding them, first of all, Mm -hmm. and actually maintaining the cultivation of them because there will consistently come a time where you need another opinion. And so, yeah, like you said, they have to be someone that is not a yes man, not Mm -hmm. a yes woman, someone who, like you said, you can respect, not that person where they tell you something, but you're going to go right out of the room and be like, yeah, but whatever, because you know, they don't know nothing because what, you know, all the (laughs) things that sometimes I think we do because we hold people, however we hold them, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so I just, I think that is vitally important because like we, like, like we said, we will all come to a point where we need somebody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. time and time again. And so if we've not done our part to try to get and maintain those relationships, we're often already behind the eight ball. Right. I think the difficult thing or the challenge is with with being able to hear from someone else is that when you're in a relationship a lot of times it's difficult to hear from the person you're in a relationship with. Even so, when it's your friend. No, no, no. I'm talking saying? about your your spouse. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to hear from them. They might be telling you something yeah. that's true. Yeah, that's good. But it's difficult to hear from them. And so you have to have, I think it's advantageous for you to have someone that can tell you the truth about you. Mm-hmm. And you accept it because you said in an earlier episode, and I think it's true, most of the issues you encounter are really more about you yep. than the other person. Yep. And so if you have not if not not just your spouse or significant other uh has the ability to speak truth to you, yeah. um, it's helpful. Funny story. You know how for years I've been telling you, or I would tell you, like, I mean, you're just you're just rude. Like you just <laughs> you're you're rude. <laughs> And you would be like, oh, you're just sensitive. You're just this. You're, you know, all the things that you would come back and tell me was me. I do. I do. Um, And, you know, time and life would have it that um, you got on out there, you know, <laughs> and you got around some other people. Because here's the thing, uh, podcast world. He... Ryan, Elijah, I don't remember if we've ever had this conversation about the different names, but anyhow, him, Elisha, he has a habit. He's he's kind of a loner by nature, even though he knows tons of people and tons of people know him and and might not necessarily call him that. He actually is. He's never been the type to, you know, run in crowds, so to speak. And so... 
I don't know if people know this, but I'm just going to throw this one out there too. If all you got is you and your own thoughts in your head, uh, nine times out of 10, something's wrong. <laughs> because if there's nothing to challenge it, when oftentimes it needs to be challenged, then I don't know. So, um, and, and it's not, you don't have to make those faces. It's not just for you, it's for me too. But I said all these things to say, he started kind of being out with more people, you know, um, running in by virtue of work, by virtue of, uh, I don't know, a number of different things, but whatever. People who were now not the familiar spaces, so not the people who could explain it away, like, oh, you know, that's just him or whatever. And all of a sudden, he started coming home telling me stories about how people would say, what would they say? What would they say? I don't recall. Okay, now now we have amnesia. <laughs> they would say the very thing that I had been saying for years, y'all. It, it was just nobody actually ever really said it. It was more oh, like it was more like reactions that oh. I was surprised about. Oh, you know, like okay, go would, ahead, tell, tell tell what happened. Then. People would would be like, "What? Why you say it like that?" And I'd be like, "Like what? What do you mean?" Um, because in my <laughs> mind, I was just being honest, um, but in the minds of others. So many others. It was viewed a little differently. You know, I could have, you know, had a little more tact or something. He said, what? <laughs> what did you say? And it was in a barbershop. It was in a barbershop. I had a friend that yes. asked me to do something. And <laughs> I have been raised, I believe, and socialized to believe that no is a complete sentence as and it does, is, as and it does is. not require explanation. This is true. A friend asked me something and I said, no. You are not giving the story its proper context. Okay. Help, help me out there. The proper, okay. While he is absolutely right and I fully agree that no is a complete sentence and more of us should be more like him in that regard. However, I think considering how people receive us is sometimes just as important because you understand yourself in context and they don't always. And so... <laughs> It was, again, a barbershop, beauty shop situation. And it was another stylist who was like, don't you want to wash my hair? I think that's what they said, right? And, you know, and kind of in jest and whatever. And then the response was no. And not only just no, no, no smile, no laughter, and walked away. <laughs> again, could absolutely be perceived as rude. Listen, if any of you guys follow us on our newly formed social media, please um, sound off and let us know something because I believe, again, he's he has always presented that way. He is absolutely not that way, but always presented that way. And back to the point, oftentimes you need other people that you can hear from who can speak truth to you 
um, that you'll receive because you can't always receive it from your spouse. And I am a living witness that, yes, um, it's it's true. And you're so much better for all these wonderful men who are now in your life who tell you the things I've been saying for years. Okay. (laughs) So another quality. Lastly, at least in, in my thought process, yes. is, and we were talking about this a couple of days ago, whoever this person is, I think has to be graced in a specific way to not judge your partner. That's good. Based on what, you know, the things are being, things that are being shared. Um, because I am sure that. There have been times in our relationship, if someone knew the whole story real time, mm-hmm. would probably look at me differently, you know, and vice versa. And the maturity level of your person has to be at a place where they can understand that yeah. you are going through a yes. process. You are not um, at the finish line. Yeah. You have not been completed and the intent is is to consistently grow, right. even though you're going to make mistakes along the way. Uh, I think what tends to happen is, you know, if I if I got a person who is not there, then they turn into the forget him, forget mm-hmm. her. That's crazy, you know. As opposed to yeah. um, being, you're on you're in process, process driven about yeah. how to move beyond and move through, yeah. uh, whatever it is that. That you're dealing with, I think, is hugely important. It's true uh, because that can damp. Because once you heal in your relationship, now they're no longer welcome. Yep. Uh, you know what I mean. Yep. So and and you need the relationships. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. We are going to kind of continue on in our next several episodes with some new, fresh perspectives, bringing on some other people to kind of share in the line of these relationships and how to maneuver through and um, keep growing. So we hope that you will uh, meet us back here in not next week, as usual. We're going to take a couple weeks break and our goal and intention is to be back the first Saturday of February, which would be Let's see, February 5th. But in the meantime, please follow us on social media, which is full disclosure. I'm so anti-social media, but listen, y'all, I'm doing my best. I'm (laughs) trying to get out there and we'll talk about that next season when we come back. But in the meantime, follow us um, on Instagram at Nothing's Wasted Podcast. And we hope to see you, like I said, our goal and intention, what else? I keep wanting to say March, February 5th. You got anything else for them? Yeah. uh, Weigh in at Nothing Wasted uh, on uh, Instagram. Hashtag Nothing's Wasted. Was I rude or was I just honest? (laughs) I think think you might be surprised at your response. Whatever. I think it was just honest. Listen, every joint supplies, so that's fine. Whatever you think. (laughs) It's all good. We look forward to um, chatting with you guys soon. And as always, grace yourself as you continue growing in the process. See ya.